Welcome back to the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast down here in the Leaks Basement Bar once again. We are decked out in our Badger gear. Uh, we're recording this just a couple hours. It's like two hours before the Badgers officially kick off the 2022-2023 college football season. They open up with Illinois State today. Uh, we'll talk some, as always, we'll, we'll talk pretty much all the sports. We'll talk some baseball, very little golf today. There isn't a lot, whole lot going on. We'll talk college football, uh, NFL, and then get a little fantasy football takes as well. Michael, where are you up to? Pretty good start to the day, right? I mean, got 18 holes in. Didn't get wet. <laughs> Not, didn't get very wet. It was a little wet. Uh, we got our, uh, we listened to some games on the way home uh, for college football. We'll recap some of those recap, uh, later yeah, in the show. Recap some of those. Um, for me, I think a there's been two ends of the spectrum tonight, a 63-61 game and a 7-3 game with no touchdowns. With no touchdowns. So, um, but yeah, got 18 holes in. Um, it's, pretty, it's a pretty good start to the Saturday. Yeah, uh, college football really, really, really opened up Thursday. Uh, we had some exciting games there. We'll recap those as well. And just to note, uh, we, we are going to go over our, our week one picks. We're going to do that in a different episode that's going to be dropped later this week. Because uh, we want to make our picks for next week as well, but with obviously being we're recording this on Saturday, the lines for next week aren't going to be accurate. We'll also make some NFL picks in there. Uh, so you're going to get two episodes of us this week. Sorry, I, I apologize for that. But you're going to get two episodes. That one's going to be a shorter episode, but you'll get our picks. We'll talk I'll about apologize how to we the vocal did. cords. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be resting the vocal cords, so don't worry about that. Um, so yeah, just to open up. We'll start off. We'll start off. Uh, last episode, we talked a little bit about the U.S. Open, uh, the tennis tournament coming back uh, to end the summer, as always. Uh, so we'll recap that real quick. Um, started off the U.S. men. The top seed Taylor Fritz was upset in the first round to a to an American qualifier, Brandon Holt, who ended up losing the second round. Uh, I didn't get to watch the match, unfortunately, but. In the little bits that I saw, he just it just wasn't his day. Um, Michael, I told you this the other day. Tennis is a lot like golf, where there's some days where you're just not you're not going to play well, and, it, and it's a big individual sport, and a lot of things can go wrong, and it's just like everything went wrong for Fritz. Well, I mean, and there's the big three, right? There's there's Nadal, there's Federer, there's Djokovic. I mean, back, two of them aren't even playing. Though. Right? No, I get it. But what I'm saying is, is the discrepancy from those guys yeah. to the rest of the field. Whereas Fritz being number ten, yeah, you gotta rank him because he's that's you know that's where he's being ranked. Well, and but Fritz has had a good he, year. He he, 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 won a, yes. he won a tournament this year. He played well at Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. But, and that's and that's probably um, why he that's probably why he got the ten seed well, that he did and got to a quarterfinals at Wimbledon. Yeah. But th- definitely a disappointing uh, outing for Fritz at, at his home tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, for the U.S. Open. Uh, anyways, the, the rest of the American men, Francis Tiafo was playing as we speak in the third round. He was the 22 seed. He advanced in the first two rounds pretty easily. Uh, Tommy Paul fell yesterday in the third round to the number five overall seed. Actually took him to five sets in the fifth set, lost 6-0. Uh, he also upset, or I shouldn't say upset, Tommy Paul was seeded 29. He beat Sebastian Corda in the second round, something you that talked was, that about. That my guy, yeah. Uh, Brandon Nakashima is playing tonight. He was another guy who reached the quarters at Wimbledon. Uh, John Isner, unfortunately, he won his first match but had to withdraw because he actually fractured his wrist in that match. I saw it happen, and he played through the rest of the match. Yeah, Basically well. just fell on his ass and landed on his hands. And when you're 6'7", I mean, that, that's a lot of weight, a lot of muscle falling on you. So. And that's probably the end of his 
I mean, he still played well. Um, he's not seeded anymore. It's the first time in a while he hasn't been seeded. I think he, he'll keep playing, but um, you know, it, it's sad for him to have to withdraw because of that because he had been playing pretty well. Uh, and the second round opponent he probably could have beat, he could have been in the third round, either playing yesterday or today. But um, yeah, with John Isner, American fan favorite, had to withdraw. Uh, J.J. Wolf went into the third round, lost to Nick Kyrgios last night. We talked about him a little bit in the last podcast. He's seeded 23, but I would definitely put him the way he's playing as a favorite. Yeah. Uh, he's going to play the number one overall seed, I believe, Daniel Medvedev uh, in the round of 16 at the U.S. Open. Who is the reigning champion. Who is the reigning champion. So that'll be a very good match. Um, Jack Brooksby is playing today. Looks like he's going to lose to the three seed Alcaraz from Spain. Uh, Emilio Nava. Nava, Nava. He went to the second round, lost to Andy Murray. Actually, got up in the first set, but uh, came back down to earth. Uh, Michael, anything to say about the, the U.S. men? No, that's. I mean, that's U.S. U.S. men. Is it, the tennis is not the big. It's not the big sport anymore. They just, you know, it's not the Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras, Todd Martin. You know, all the guys from back in my heyday, Michael Chang. Um, it's just Connors. Yeah, it was right, but he won tournaments late in his career. Right, but he, he was he was definitely before that crew of yep. crew of players. Um, even the James Blake, yeah, um, you know who Marty was, Fish, Marty Fish, yeah, who always played well. Andy Roddick, obviously. Yeah. Um, American, yeah, American tennis just is not uh, on the men's side. Correct. Um, well, even, even the women, you're seeing a little bit. Well, not, little, a, not, not as it, much. Yeah. Um, Segue into Serena. And like like we talked about last time, too, the Americans were missing a, a player who's probably going to be seated higher than Fritz was Riley Opelka. He uh, he had to drop out due to injury. He's he's a six eight smasher. He's one of the higher rated Americans that he needs sure. to play. Um, but yeah, we'll move into the women here. Uh, before we get into Serena, um, Salone Stevens made it to the second round, ended up losing to Iga Sviatek, the number one overall seed in straight sets. Uh, just, you know, Salone had a good first match, but she's not. Good enough to beat Igas Fiatek at this time. Sure. Um, Madison Keys lost to Coco Gauff in the third round. You hate having to see Americans knock each other out, but Madison Keys. It, it she, guarantees that one of them's into the next round. But uh, Madison Keys is someone I always enjoy watching. She's a hard hitter. She's just a fun, fun player to watch. Uh, but I think Co Coco was definitely going to kind of ride the wave of the, of the fan base here, and that's who the Americans want is Coco Gauff. Um, but the highest seed in this is. Pagula, she's an eight seed. She's still playing well. She's still in it. Uh, Daniel Collins plays tonight. Allison Risky plays. Uh, so they're still in it, as well as Lauren Davis, who has to play Iga. So probably she'll be out. Uh, and then Shelby Rogers lost in the third round to the number five overall seed. Um, but, I mean, the U.S. women, there, there is still quite a few that are in and have played better. We know that the U.S. women are, are better than men in tennis, right. for sure. Right. Um, but Coco seeded 12. But I, I definitely wouldn't sleep on her. I mean, she made it to a final in a Grand Slam for the first time this year. Um, she, and she just, she's 18 and she makes some of those mistakes. She double faults a lot. Sure. Uh, but I, she has the fan base there. In the oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, obviously at the U.S. Open in New York, there's, you know, the, definitely rooting for the Americans. Is the, it doesn't matter who they're going against, you're rooting. Yeah, uh, and just some real quick, so just some upsets. There's a lot more upsets in the men's bracket, or in the women's brackets, excuse me. Uh, the men's, really, the only big upsets were the 16 seed, uh, Roberto Bautista, a Spaniard, was upset by J.J. Wolf, an American, in the first round. 
And then the other one was Stefano Sissipas uh, yes. from Greece. He was yes. the four overall seed lost in the first round. Um, but other than that, the men have been kind of kind of chalk. Uh, the women, there's been quite a few. I won't name them all. But the two, three, and four seed all lost in the second round. Uh, and then the seven, who is Simone, Simona Halep, who's won Grand Slams. Yeah. So the seven, 11, and 16 all lost in the first round. So kind of the storylines. Uh, Medvedev is cruising. I don't think he's dropped a set yet. Uh, and the women, they say the women's side of this tournament is kind of the most open they've ever seen it. Um, right. But Sviatek is still alive. Uh, and then the uh, the other big storyline for the US Open is obviously Serena Williams. This being her last tournament, uh, won the first round, won the second round, both hard hard Tough wins. Matches. Yeah. Uh, and then she dropped in the third round in the third set yesterday, but. Um, you know, we kind of got into this last time. Serena's the greatest female athlete of all time. I, I don't think you can really debate that with anybody else. So to see somebody, uh, you know, leave the sport like that, it's it's sad, but it, that's life. You just get to a point where other things are more important. Um, right. But I didn't get to watch a whole lot of those matches, but, I mean, the, Tiger was at one of the matches. There's a bunch of celebrities there. I mean, just to see the support and, and all that, I, the atmosphere that those type of matches brings are why we love sports. Yeah, and and you know it's a big a big deal. I'm watching college football Thursday night. Um, Serena plays Friday night, and they switched Serena's match from uh, ESPN2 to ESPN. Um, so moving a college football match to ESPN2. On opening week. On opening week, yeah. Uh, a Friday night game, I believe it was the was that the Michigan State yeah. Western Michigan yeah. game, which isn't a huge game. Not a, not a huge game, still, but it's, it's a top open, twenty. It's, it's, it's a top twenty five team. Opening week college football. Yeah, and you're moving that serenity. So I think everybody understood the, um, the and hey, when she won that second set last night after blowing the first set up five three, ends up losing the first set seven five, um, then she's up five two in the second set. And I turn it on, and she's in a tiebreaker. Um, I I found myself rooting really hard for her. It was it was a lot of fun to see. I mean, obviously, I remember when she was 16, um, and she won um, when she when she first came on the stage with her and Venus. So uh, it's it's pretty awesome to see. It's also crazy. It shows your age when it goes from you know you watched a player from that young of an age to. Um, now to 40 years old, um, that's, it, it's just, it's weird watching sports getting older like that, but, you know, good for her, she obviously had an amazing run, uh, the goat of tennis, um, you know, female athletes putting her up with, probably in the Mia Hamm range, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, obviously the stuff that Billie Jean King did, um, but yeah, she's, she's definitely a, uh, an amazing talent. Yeah, and, and something we just talked about as well, just the atmosphere those type of events create. Um, it, it's something that we love sports. You know, we, when, when COVID went down, there was no fans. You kind of just tell even the mm -hmm. players felt it just wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. um, so just to have those atmospheres back is crazy. And, and leading into that, I mean, we, you and I were talking earlier this week that we both want to go to the U.S. Open one day. Yeah. We think it would be cool just to go to New York, watch some tennis, watch some Americans, and hopefully by that time, whenever we go, you know, there's somebody that's better mm -hmm. um, for men and women. Uh, but it's got to be a night match, right? Like it's yeah, gotta, gotta just, be just something because the atmosphere is so fun. But just going into that, what your sports bucket list, so a couple things that I think that I want to do and you want to do, one of them that I want to do for sure, I wanted to see a Premier League match. Sure. Um, those atmospheres are just, they're crazy. And, 
I just, I love being a part of those crowds um, when it's just loud and everybody's having fun like that. And I think when, you know, when you go to local, local high school games and the, the gym is small, but it's packed. Yeah. The atmosphere is just so fun. But if, if you've never seen fans in a Premier League match, check it out because they, they are literally insane. Well, I mean, we talked about it going to a sectional uh, semifinal or final match for a, for a basketball it's game. More it's more state. fun than Yeah, it's because more fun it's, it's a smaller it's, yeah, gym. It's, it's a, packed. Exactly. It's it, it, You're probably getting a better matchup, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I've been pretty fortunate that I've had some pretty cool things um, on, on my list, um, I've been to an Olympics, um, I've been to a Duke game at Cameron Indoor, uh, I've been to a Ryder Cup, been to a U.S. Open and a PGA, those were all pretty, pretty amazing things. I mean, I think we're spoiled, we've been to Packer and Badger games for football. Um, you know, some of mine, you know, like I said, a, a World Cup match, maybe we could yeah, get I that, as well. maybe we could get that in here, uh, in, in in four years, um, that would be. I don't think Chicago is a whole site though. I, I think the closest is Kansas City, huh? like it, which doesn't make sense to me. Right, Chicago. Right, you would, one, you would sure think that Chicago would be one of the options, but, but um, I think that would definitely be an awesome thing. Well, to, World Cups don't come around very often, so making a, a trip to Kansas City might be worth it. Yeah, but the problem is, is you're go, you got to go to a USA match. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like. And I, gonna be in LA. I remember. I remember when we went to the Olympics. I mean, yeah, it was awesome, and didn't matter what you were watching. But when you're watching a USA, oh, uh, it just it enheightens. You're it. gonna pay a pretty penny for those tickets, right? Um, right. I think one that we both can agree on, and I don't even have it written down because I think it kind of just goes well saying. But we, we both love to go to the Masters. Oh yeah. Just just at least one oh, time, gosh. whether it's whether it's a practice round or yeah. or a just a you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just right. Seeing that course different from TV because they say TV doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Just just being on those grounds and, and seeing all the history there, uh, going to Augusta is definitely one of those things that we, we would love to do. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had Premier League match, Summer Olympics. I would love to go to one day in a World Cup. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like I said, those are those are probably the the, the two big ones. You know, I've I've been to some some pretty cool events. So yeah, I think those are the. The ones on my list yeah, as well. And, and we've both been to the US Open, we've both been to a PGA championship and just those those ones are exciting as it is, but going to Augusta would just be it'd right. just be next level for that. Right. Um yeah, moving on here, we're gonna we'll go back into some baseball. So we'll recap the Brewers week. Has not been a very exciting one, hasn't been one worth watching uh very much, and we'll go into the Mets, the Blue Jays as always, and we'll talk about the playoff picture as well. Uh, so just to recap, the Brewers, they had a series W against the uh, Pirates. Uh, they Actually, that was their first time winning two straight series since June, I believe I saw it was. Uh, they beat the Cubs and they beat the Pirates. I went to the game against the Pirates on Tuesday. Uh, they dropped that one. The one that they lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, just wasn't lose. a very exciting game. Colton Wong hit a home run. Uh, but on that, wasn't much offense. Uh, going into this weekend, they've dropped the last two against the D-backs. The first game, not so close. Last night was close. They lost them 2-1. to one. Uh, But just some other things to note. Uh, Christian Yelich has a hurt neck right now. He's been out of the lineup. Uh, Estroy Ruiz was called up a major trade piece in or trade chip in the uh, Josh Hader trade. Uh, he's a fun guy. I mean, he, again, he's something we kind of talked about with Garrett Mitchell. He's somebody that the Bruce don't have. He's stolen over 60 bases down in the minor leagues this year. Um, he's going to be more of a corner outfielder, but I'll be interested to see what they do with him. Because uh, my thing is right now, if you're going to call these guys up, the Mitchells, the Ruizes, they got to play. Yeah. 
I think I think this weekend is kind of the swan song for the Brewers. I think it might be time to kind of let it go. I, I you know the D-backs are a sneaky good team. They they have some good young guys, but I mean last night you lose two to one. Eric Bauer pitches a really nice game again, but you you, just, you can't get it done. You, you don't have bats for him. Um, Renfro, Telez, and I think Yelich all said Monday just they weren't happy with the way their ABs went, the approach. They just weren't happy with things. So it's just a negative clubhouse right now. I think Council wants some new players around just to play with. I, I just I just think this is not a core that they've kind of ran with this core for a couple of years now. Yeah. You know, Two two and a half years. I think it's time for a little bit of a mix up. The the difficulty is is we talked about this last week is they're they're uh, eight eight and three, you know stretch away from being in the being back right back in. They're three and a half out. Yeah, like they're three and a half out. The of problem the, is, the wild card. Is, I think I think the central's done. I, I think oh, the Cardinals. I, I think the Cardinals yeah. are have got that um, written. The only part. the only way they're back in in that series. Or back into the division uh, contention is they Cardinals do have a they do have a four gamer or yeah. three gamer or four three gamer. They have a series with the Cardinals. They have a series with the Cardinals. They gotta sweep that. If you do not sweep that, it is over. It is literally done. Um, so if it's not done already, if right, if it's not done already, the problem is that they're just the Cardinals are playing so well. Um, the Phillies and the Padres, you know, still can come back. The three and a half. I mean, obviously there's time, but. Like we said, it, it it might even be fun to just be like, just chill for an October yeah, and watch some watch yeah, some other it's, baseball. It's, but it's just it's done and it's, let's go. It's just been a frustrating year. I mean, they had expectations some, coming get in. Some, and, let's go get some, uh, you know, at bats for for younger guys and see what you got for the yeah. future. And, and Josh Hader, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but you got to say for the Padres the other day, you can knock that shit off because <laughs> that's not going to the plan. We yeah. you were you were executed yeah, for a while, yeah. but. Uh, he said it. He gave up. He gave up the leadoff single, but he got yep, out of it. And then he got out of it. But uh, yeah, I think the only shot the Brewers really have is the wild card. They're three and a half out, but they're gonna have to start playing good baseball, and they haven't for quite a while. Well, we've been seeing this for three weeks yeah. now. At what point do you start? I mean, yeah, you won back to back series. So what? You won I just, four out of six. I just think with their bats, they're a mediocre team. You, you it, lose, it doesn't matter. It's the first two to the. And and the the crazy thing is, is we. You were watching their, their approaches at the end of the um, the end of the Chicago series against the Cubs, and then the start of the Pirates series. You they were going to, to righties were going to right field, lefties were going to left. Like they were hitting it back up the box. They were doing the things that they needed to do, and now all of a sudden you don't score against the uh, the D backs, and the next night you score one. And well, you had a great pitching performance, and he gives up two, and that's the game. You weren't really lighting it up against the Pirates either. And the the one game where you did put up five runs, uh, you you lost seven to five. And I think game three they put up some more runs, but it was it was a blowout quickly. The air, the Pirates made a couple errors. Um, so again, they just they don't they don't score in ways other than a home run or mm-hmm. an error or something like that. They don't just score off base hits, right? Um, which right. if you watch the Cardinals, they always have, they always will. That's yeah. that's the way they do it there. And the Cardinals have, I mean, the Brewers have been, I think, the second best team in the division for the last five years. Um, but I think the Cardinals were are the most consistent. I mean, they're always there. But when the Cardinals pitching is there. They're yeah, they're the best team in the division. Correct. That's that's where they've struggled, and we've talked about how good their corners are with Goldschmidt, Arenado. Um, you know, you got Tommy Edmonds, you have Tyler O'Neill. They just they they have weapons. I mean, they're they're a good team. 
Um, the Mets right now, they uh, they just got a series W, a big series W over the Dodgers, and also a season W over the Dodgers. And the reason I picked the Mets was because they're the team that I think can beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. Um, it just seems like that year for them where it's the first year with a new manager and some new faces where a lot of times that first year when things are going well, they really go well. And I just feel like the Mets have everything going well for them right now. And you know what? When you got Edwin Diaz coming out and Timmy Trumpets in the stadium playing his walk-in, I mean, there's no way they can lose. Dude, he should be video, there every freaking day. That video that you sent me. Okay, so so Timmy Trumpets actually plays this song. Is that, yes, is that he, he's the trumpet player. Okay. And then he's in the stadium. He was in the stadium. Oh, he did it live. Gosh. And you know what else I saw today? I there is an Edwin Diaz bobblehead out there. That when you press a button, it plays his, oh, his, oh, his song when he comes so out. It is, is awesome. Man. That is so brutal. If you've been listening to this podcast and you oh, have not man. checked out Edwin Diaz's uh, entrance yet, I stop listening because we've told you two multiple times. It is electric. It's the best thing in baseball. No, I'm right off now. of it. I'm off it's, the train. I it is I want, awesome. I want nothing to do with it. it I've awesome. seen it enough. It, uh, it's obnoxious. And, and I don't need. Did to you hear what Paxton said the other day about Edwin Diaz? He might be the first hundred million dollar closer in baseball. Because this is his contract year, and he's got an ERA under uh, one and a half. So, I mean, he's setting himself up good. I just, I don't think you can pay a closer that kind of money. Well, somebody will. We know there's no salary cap. That so is true. The Mets have that the money. That is true. That is why baseball is the worst, worst it's, sport. It's rigged a little bit. But that's why when you're the Brewers and you have 2018, you're on this, you know. You got to finish. series, you got to get there finish. because it ain't going to happen. It's like the Royals. They, they finished it one time, and then you got to blow it up. Blue Jays, how we doing? Blue Jays, uh, they are one game, um, we're going to say a game and a half out of uh, the next spot in the wild card. So they're still in it, um, but Orioles are playing really good baseball, one three in a the, row. The Orioles are a fun team, too, they because they're, they're kind there of that go. team where it's like everybody that they've been drafting over the years are starting to come Start, up. Yeah. Yep. So they're fun to watch. Yep. This is the first meaningful baseball in Baltimore in five seasons. So they're having a lot of fun right there. The Baltimore Orioles are a team to, to watch out for. Since the last uh, podcast that we did, they uh, they won two out of three against the, club, the Cubs, um, and then they won last night in their first matchup against the Pirates. The Blue Jays. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. They won against yep. the Cubs, and then they won it. Yeah, and then they won against the Pirates. Yep. So looks like they're six and four in their last ten. Uh, Danny Jansen had a walk off. Woo! Uh, Appleton native. native. Yep. Um, give it a shout out. For the night, for the night <laughs> but um, but yeah, he roll terrors. He, he did. He had a walk off. Um, so they won three out of four. You know, basically they just got to keep pace because the um, the Rays have are won eight out of their last ten, and Mariners won eight out of their last ten. Mm-hmm. So they have to try and keep pace with that. The Rays actually have brought the Yankees lead down to five games. And uh, so the Blue Jays are the third wild card. The third wild right. card. Okay. So they're up a game and a half. Yep, and they're two behind the Mariners right now. Yeah, all right. Well, in, in looking at the standings right here, um, the, the, the division that's gotten really interesting is the AL Central. Uh, the Indians were playing well for a while, overtook the Twins, but now they've kind of struggled again. Coming back, yeah. Uh, so the Twins are only game out. But then the other team that interests me is the White Sox. The White Sox are three games out of that division. Uh, they're six games out of the wild card, so the... The uh, White Sox might be the team where they have talent on that roster. They've underachieved the whole year. Uh, Tony La Russa, their manager, is out with a heart condition. 
They don't like Tony very much. Tony's just too old. They just they don't like him. He's walked a couple batters on one two count this year. Uh, so the White Sox could be interesting. They might sneak in. They were in the playoffs last year. Um, you, you telling me he's done an intentional walk on a one two count? He's done it twice. I mean, don't you just throw one one pitch in the dirt or one outside and see if he chases he, and then he's done it twice because there was runners on I, second I, and third I, I so he walked him to get the to first get, i get it to get the to get the force but don't you try and go after that it's funny too because in the video the first one it's oh, one yeah. two and they say they're gonna watch all of a sudden you hear this fan in the background tony it's one two tony <laughs> the count is one two what are you doing have you seen the one where the where the announcer tells them to or uh, a, a fan behind the home plate Tells him to go put somebody else in as yeah, the as the runner, yeah. and then Tony calls time, does. ends up doing it, and it's like, what is he just? I mean, he's old. He's, old. he's losing he, it. He's been a good manager for a long time. But sure, um, totally understand. We got to wrap up the playoff picture here in the AL. Uh, like Michael said, the Rays and the Mariners currently are in the one two wild card spots. The uh, Blue Jays are the third one. They're up a game and a half on the Orioles. Uh, nobody else is. I mean. The Twins are four games out, but they probably have to win that division. I did want to say something real quick. We were talking about the AL Central. They say, you know, play 500 baseball until September, and you're going to be in, right? You're going to have a chance. Yeah. Brewers, have Brewers a chance. are seven games over 500 right now, and they're three and a half out. I don't feel yet, that good. Yet, the lead, that, their 69 and 62 record would be winning the AL Central right yeah. now. That's why it's, you know, Celebrating it's mediocrity. Yep. Well, I get it. I Believe me, I totally understand. Um, and I'll play off picture. Uh, the Mets, Cardinals, and Dodgers are currently in first place. They will all get in the playoffs. Uh, Atlanta leads the wild card by eight and a half games, so they are going to be in. Uh, we've talked about that before. The Mets or Atlanta, whoever wins that division, doesn't really matter. Both of them are going to be in. Both should be destined for deep playoff runs. Uh, Brewers sit three and a half games back. The Padres are a half game up on the Phillies for the, the, the Padres in the second wild card. The Phillies are in the third. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's nobody really else to talk about. But just to tell you how well the Diamondbacks, who the Brewers are playing right now, have been playing, they're 8-2 in their last 10. So, yeah. I mean, the Brewers go in there, they're like, yeah, they're an under 500 team, but they're playing well. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much all the baseball talk we got. I don't believe there's any extensions or anything like that this week. Um, Aaron Judge did get to, I believe he's at 51, 51. now. Um, yeah, I saw that. People are starting to ask questions. Should it be Judge? Should it be Otani for MVP? If you don't give it to Judge, I, that's just stupid. I mean, Yeah, but do you give it to Otani because no. he's... No. The, the Angels are 18 games under 528 games back. But you tell me that Trout and Otani have nothing that they can do about they, it because yeah. it's a team sport. Correct. So why are you taking in the team's record? No, you have you have to. The MVP has to be playing a good team. Sorry. Okay. See, I Sorry. don't know if I like that. Sorry. You're taking Otani over Judge. I'm just. I'm just. You know, we're on. We're on a podcast. Who are you? Who are you taking? <laughs> Just, what, just what tell us who you're, who's the MVP. <laughs> what just are, tell us who you're taking. What's Otani's pitching stats? Judge ain't doing anything in the pitching category. Aaron Judge should be the AL MVP. Something yeah, that's that. right. I'll, 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 the I'll, Yankees I'll, are 26 games above 500. I'm cool with that. Give it to Aaron Judge. He got I'm he got gypped that. in what was it 2017 <laughs> when Altuve was getting told what freaking pitches to hit. Give it to Judge. What are you talking about? Altuve? No. Hey, he's just patting his chest. Yeah. Do he's not, gonna, yeah. Uh-huh. He's fine. Yeah. All right, with that, uh, we'll have a brief uh, golf stint today, but we'll move on to some golf here.
All right, so real quick here, let's talk uh, some golf. Um, if you listened to the last pod, you know that Rory won because I'm pretty sure we were giving you updates. As it went on. As it went on. Great, uh, great Trace, stuff. Trace apologizes for the loud clap on the putt that Rory made on 15. My favorite golfer. <laughs> Got into it a little bit. What, um, what, a, what an 18th hole they played. <sighs> Nobody wanted to win that, 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 did they? That looked like us playing out there. Just, <laughs> just no. It was rough. Doesn't really matter. But uh, real quick to sum up, we talked a lot about uh, some players who could possibly go to live. We might see some more after the playoffs. Um, we did see a couple. Cameron Smith committed to live. Uh, Joaquin Neiman committed to live. Uh, those guys are both not Americans, so I wasn't really surprised. The one I was surprised was Harold Barnett III. Mm-hmm. He's a... He's an American, hasn't won yet on the PGA Tour, but has been close quite a bit the last couple of years. Um, I mean, he flat out just came and said it, it was just a financial thing. Like, it was for money that he couldn't pass yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but somebody that did stay... But, but was, nobody has... Nobody... Like, I don't care if you tell me that's the reason you're going. It's if that's the, it's but, so stupid. But Bryson, Brooks, yeah. Phil... Yeah, they nobody won. has said it's because Correct. of the money. Correct. So you know what? I... Respect. If you're going for the money, you're going for the money. That's fine. So, I do not have a problem with that. So you were honest and you came out and you said it was because of money. You weren't a douche about it. Right. Um, right. Uh, someone that was linked to live that decided to stay in the PGA Tour and was a rising star in the PGA Tour this year might be the rookie of the year, right? Cam Young. Cam Poss- Young yep, could possibly be the rookie of the year. Up, he's definitely got the, running. Got the MLB patch on his arm, sponsored <laughs> by the MLB. Yeah, that's always weird to me. Um, but yeah, Michael, we have the President's Cup coming up real quick. If you just want to run us through what is the President's Cup, what type of stuff we might see during it, uh, go for it. Yeah, I'll give you a little little heads up. So the President's Cup is basically the Ryder Cup. Uh, it is on the off year as the Ryder Cup. Changed, it's been three years since because of the COVID year. Um, but how the Ryder, or I'm sorry, how the President's Cup basically is working is um, it's United States versus international teams. Um, whereas so not, not Europe. Or not Ryder Europe. Cup. Whereas in the Ryder Cup is United States versus Europe. This is international. So you can see uh, Australia, Australia, which we will not see Cam Smith. Or or, Australia is usually a big one. Yeah. Can- we will, Canada, you could see. Canada, you can definitely see. So you can possibly see Connors, maybe Adam Hadwin in there. Um, Kenzie Hughes, maybe. Kenzie Hughes. Um, is an opportunity that you might see him. Um, another another reason that it was a big news that Joaquin Neiman left from Columbia. Um, with him, he was definitely in the running. Um, so basically, uh, how it's played is um, it's a little different than the Ryder Cup. They do have matches on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, whereas in the Ryder Cup it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Thursday's matches um, are for some matches. So basically how that is, it's alternate shots. So there's going to be five for some matches. Um, after, so 12 guys make each team. So 10 of the 12 from each team will be playing on that uh, Thursday. Then Friday will be five matches, which is four ball. Um, so basically how that is going to work is the teammates will play their own shot and take the best score. So you play your own ball and you take the best score onto your team. Um, then Saturday morning you will play four foursomes matches. So back to um, back to alternate shot. Friday or I'm sorry, Saturday afternoon you will play four um, 
four ball matches where you're back on playing your own ball, and then 12 singles matches on Sunday. So totaling 30 points. Uh, USA, because they won the cup last year, or last time I should say, needs 15 points to win. Because um, if you tie, it goes to the team who retains the cup. Uh, so for international, they would need 15 and a half points to win the cup. Um, they're playing at Wells Fargo, or I'm sorry, uh, Wells Fargo tournament. Um, why, why is that golf course? I, I know the name of the golf course. I can't think of it right now. I can't think of it either. That's embarrassing. Um, and what did, and the, they came out and said too that, uh, those, the players who went to live can't play. Correct. Can't play in the President's Cup. Correct. So, uh, those players are officially out, whether they, there's a lot of talk that maybe they were holding out because of that, um, so that they could play in the present cup, but, uh, they went to live, uh, and, and, uh, they are, they are not going to be part of the President's Cup. It looks like the President's Cup is going to be held at Quail Hollow yes. Golf Club, which is a pretty popular, yeah. pretty famous course. And that's, and that's where, it's in North Carolina, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and then... Quail Hollow, the, the finish, 16, 17, 18 is called the Green Mile. Um, they are actually going to play that in the middle of the round. They're moving the holes around so that they play those three holes. Um, because in match play, if it gets down to 16, 17, 18, they may not see the drama on those holes because um, those matches might not go that far. So they, they switched it around a little bit. So I want to say... 9 is actually going to be 18, how you would see it in the tournament. Um, so they kind of switched that up a little bit. Uh, the U.S. captain is Davis Love, who went to, he is a Tar Heel, um, so that's why he's there. And then the, uh, I'm a poor guy, exactly. Poor guy. And then the international, um, the international captain is going to be um, Mark Immelman. Okay. I have heard of him, too. So... He's one of Masters. Yep. Uh, is that related to Trevor at all? No. Did I say Mark? It is Trevor. Yeah. Trevor, I don't know. Yeah. What, what is yeah. this guy talking about? No, Mark is his brother. Who you're, is You're, who is our, you're our golf expert. Yes, here. it is Trevor Immelman. All right. I was Mark say, is I, his I brother. I knew Trevor Immelman yes. had won yep. Masters before. Yep. But uh, yeah, so the President's Cup is going to be September 22nd through the 25th. We will for sure talk about that. It's coming up rather soon. Uh, but with that, not much to talk about with golf today. We'll, uh, we'll go right into college football. Week one of college football is officially here. Uh, a lot of games open up on Thursday. We had uh, the first playing of the, the backyard brawl between Pitt and West Virginia, and I believe it was nine years. Uh, that was a super exciting game. Pitt ended up closing it out. Um, first off, I just say oh, opening Thursday was awesome. It, yes. it, it was great to see the atmosphere, uh, the crowd getting into it again. Um, but that, that was a really exciting game, a game that West Virginia definitely could have win or one, excuse me, but uh, I think Pitt having Pitt having that home field advantage, I think in the NFL home field advantage it does help, but not nearly as much in college football, where Pitt, I, you kind of see early in that game that West Virginia was a little shooken up, 
mm-hmm. at the start by that atmosphere, and then they settled in. But um, both had a dip, little, you know, interesting storylines. JT Daniels is the quarterback of West Virginia now. He was the starter at Georgia last year until he got hurt. Then they chose Stetson Barrett or Bennett, um, and then he was the quarterback at USC before that. He started as a true freshman, so a guy who's been around, who's played a lot of football. Um, then Pitt had. Keldon Slovis? Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis, who's been... USC. He's been around. So another USC guy, but mm-hmm. it was just a really fun game, a great way to open up the open up week one. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that but game? Like, yeah, like you said, the biggest thing with me is when did when did Pitt's crowd just... Woo! Like, they were electric. Yeah. It, was, Pitt, it was definitely... Pitt was awesome. It I, was I, definitely awesome to see. Um, I don't know if it was, you know, the Kenny Pickett era kind of changed things around there. Yeah, um, right. I mean, obviously Patton winning Doozy's helps. their coach, right? Yes. Yeah, he, yep. he's done a good job building that program. He, was he, he the coach that got hired after Chris left? Yes. Okay. Um, so it's taken him a while, but he built that program. Yeah, he was a defensive coordinator, I believe, at Michigan State. Um, Sounds right. And then, and then came over. He might even coordinator for um yeah for so Chris it, it looks like uh he was defense coordinator for Michigan State for about eight years and then he just went to Pittsburgh in 2015 okay. when Chris okay. came back so this is his first actually his first head coaching job mm-hmm. he's done a really good job he has and, and it, I feel like Kenny Pickett was the perfect time for him because I feel like he was kind of getting on that hot yep. seat a little bit um and now they've had some success and Man, they got some sweet unis. Yeah, they, they, they do. I, I like those the, are the old school ones. Yep. The Tony Dorsett unis. I, I like them. Yeah, and and you know, going into that game, uh, West Virginia wasn't ranked, Pittsburgh was ranked, but I mean West Virginia showed that they, they have some talent on that team. Um is Neil Brown, is it his first year as coach of West no, Virginia? I'm no, he started in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Um but it looks like yeah. They haven't been really good with him there. Five and seven, they, six they, and four in the COVID year, six and seven. But he's on, I, he's on the he's on the hot seat. You know, obviously the way the game went, I mean that that's fine. But now you got to start winning some yeah, of those and, games. And we, we both agree that the the catch on fourth down that would have put him at the goal line was not a catch. It was. Um, a lot of people thought it was, but I don't think it was. I think referees are now calling those catches, knowing that they have uh, review. that they have review yeah. to to back them up. And I'm okay with that, but some of them, I'm like, I watched it live, I didn't think it was a catch. Yeah, I didn't so think it was a catch. So what, what made you think that when you saw it live and thought it was a catch? It was Yeah. Um, I mean, just a, just a fun game to open up the year. And like we said, this was the first time this rivalry has been played in nine years. Uh, so good to get back into that. And I think it's going to be something with all this conference realignment and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. you're going to see more of these rivalries come back yeah um because not conference games with the uh, with the little schools just seem to not be as popular as they once were um when you know 10 years it felt like the first three years of college football or first three weeks of college football for the big teams were just weren't really against anybody they were tune-ups they're kind there's, of like a preseason there i mean we we're starting to see some you know obviously there's a couple matchups here and there but now i feel like people are starting to play one big matchup a year out of their at, at least out of there. Somebody from another power five. Yeah, exactly. And and you got to do that for recruiting too to to get yourself on TV showing those types of games. So it obviously it was a very good game. Went down to the end. It, it's a rivalry game, so you throw out the records. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. And on a Thursday night, I had nothing else to do. So yeah, for me. And the thing was is that uh, 
West Virginia had been Pitt was kind of bailing them out a lot. There was there's quite a few. It was like third and eighteens, third and sixteens that West Virginia was getting. So it kind of just seemed fitting that Pitt finally stopped them. Got the, yeah, got the stop at the on. last one. It, it's either that or they score a touchdown and right. make it in the end zone. So right. you know, uh, it was kind of fitting. The the other game that was Thursday night that was actually a pretty good game was Penn State at Purdue. Uh, we both took Purdue plus three and a half in our picks. Purdue was so close to covering, so close. Uh, Penn State won with a score of 35-31. Purdue had the ball twice within the last six minutes yeah. uh, and just had to run it out. But as we talked about, Purdue's not, like, they're not a traditional Big Ten team. They like to throw it around. They did a terrible job managing the clock. I think they maybe ran twice on the two drives that they had with the ball under six minutes. And I think they went three and out. And I think the other one, they maybe got one first down and then was three and out. And, the and then Penn State went down and scored, and then that game over. The difficulty is, is when you're throwing the ball like that, if you throw an incomplete pass, it's obviously stopping the clock. If you get a first down, it's stopping the clock. They want to play with speed, but you got to have some balance in the fact that when you're trying to run out the clock, you got to be able to do some of that. Shit, I don't uh, even need balance. Get tackled for two yards every time. At least you ran some clock. When you exactly. pass, you're not running anything off. Exactly. They got but, the ball with like six minutes, and I think it their first drive, it was done with 5.15. They, they barely killed 45 seconds off. I know. It might have even been less than that. And all you had to do was complete one pass, and then and then you let take a sack twenty seconds off Something. the clock. Like it just it was it was poor poor management. And then you want to talk about um, the end of the game when they give the ball back the second time. There was probably two and a half minutes yep. left, and it did, I noticed it. it just seemed like they just went prevent defense. Yeah, and they just Clifford well, they were up. And, they were up three at the time. Yeah, yeah, they were up thirty-one twenty-eight. Yeah, and it, it just—I—I I, I don't understand the prevent defense. You've been—you've been defending well enough the whole game. Sean Clifford was not well, doing let's anything. Just talk about this. The end of the first half, you give up a uh, horrible touchdown with about—I well, think there's sixteen seconds left. Penn State had a sixty-seven-yard touchdown to end the half because you missed two or three tackles. Yeah, that was the time to go prevent defense. There's no, there's no repercussion if you go prevent. They get a field goal, whatever. Yeah. They go up seventeen ten instead of twenty one ten and a half. But and maybe that's maybe that's why they were deciding to do it. Well, but this man. is why Purdue is Purdue and Penn State is Penn State. Man. I mean, simple as that. Purdue, was, Purdue's better than they were five ten years ago. Yes, but they're still Purdue. I mean, they still do things where they you just kind of scratch your head. Yeah, it was uh, like I said. I do I do not understand. The defense at the end of the game. I I'm not talking about playing zero coverage, but just play cover two and keep it in front of you. Throw both your safeties back there. Play zone, or not. You don't even have to play zone. You can play man on the edges, zone on the outside, or gotta, zone on the in in the back. You gotta end. still bring some pressure. Yeah, you, you really don't though. Just make them work for it because a field goal you don't lose. Field goal, you, you just can't give up the touchdown. Yeah, you recover with and, the field goal. And, and just, oh my gosh. I, I, I was, just, was not managed well at the end. But the difficulty with prevent defense is it just gives you a, it puts you in a a mental frame that Nothing you're, 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 you're giving, you're, oh, I'm going to let you get this. Oh, I'm going to let you get this. But then if you're missing tackles, you're giving up more chunk yards than you need to be. Well, with prevent defense, anything in front of you, if you're safe, you're like, okay, that's fine. I just can't let anything get behind me. So. Was not managed well, uh, and 
like we said, Penn State's Penn State, Purdue's Purdue, Penn State has a better track record, their coach has a better track record in those type games, uh, and it showed. Um, looking at games today, Saturday, we had an exciting one uh, at Appalachian State. Uh, Michael's Oregon Ducks are not looking too well. Georgia scored another touchdown. They currently lead 34-3 on Oregon in, uh, in Atlanta. But anyways, the, the Appalachian State-North Carolina game, 63-61. Appalachian State scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. What are your thoughts? Uh, North Carolina's defense is awful. But we covered. We did. We covered. We covered. Minus one that. and a half. I, I get that. But it, you said, okay. hey, North Carolina, take the overs from now on. Any, if you're betting North Carolina, take the overs. I mean, they've They're scored, averaging 60 a game. I was just going to say, they've scored uh, 63 and 56. So. They're doing they're doing just fine offensively. Defensively, man, it's a question. And you know, sometimes those things get away from you. They were on twenty one seven in that game early. They were. Then they scored thirty four in a row to go up twenty, and then uh, I don't know. It just it was it was interesting. But um, I just you know you want to see some defense. Well, and again, we, we we talked about the reason we both took North Carolina. So they both played a game. They, they yeah. played a game already, uh, so we felt like that gave them a little bit of a leg up so they could fix some things, and defensively, it doesn't look like they fixed much. They offense is firing on all cylinders. They are, a, yeah. they are a rust bucket defensively, and offensively, they are they're a half clean. team. They're a half team. Yep. They're, they're, good at one, they're good at one aspect of the game, but not the other. Correct, and, and Appalachian State was a team that you said, non-Power 5, could have a chance to have a good year, and I mean... If I'm Appalachian State, yeah, it's frustrating to lose at home when you put up 61, but you know, I, I still kind of leave that game feeling yeah. decent about myself. So we just put up 61 on a, a decent a, 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 ACC. ACC team. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, Iowa. Michael, you well, can so, recap that game. So, all right. There were one, two, three, four scoring plays in this game. Okay. And first off, who was Iowa playing? South Dakota State. FBS or FCS? FCS. Number three. But still. Number three. But still. FCS. In the FCS. So a lower division school. Lower division. They are not a bad team. Not <laughs> I was going to say, they are not recruiting the same type of players no. as Iowa is recruiting. No. Seven to three. Four scoring plays. No touchdowns. No touchdowns. That's like the little riddle that they give you know when you get a certain amount of change and you got to tell me how you get to it. Tell me how you get a seven to three score with no touchdowns. That would be field goal, field goal, safety, safety. That is brutal. I the drive chart. I don't even know. I'm sure there were just punt after punt after punt. I mean. Oh, I told you, there, there was an Iowa fan who had a shirt that said, I get excited for the kicker. Or the, the punter, punter. The punter, not the kicker. I get excited for the punter. So, they saw a lot of them today. Uh, my man John Trost, the, the Iowa Hawkeye fan, he texted within five minutes of the game starting. Sounds like Iowa 3 and out to start the year. Um, yeah, I, I just... Uh, and they're, and, they're, and, and we're fans of the Big Ten West team. Whew. You know? Uh, but, God, if Wisconsin can't put the ball in the end zone, it's... It's going to be a long year. I mean, I mean, that's... 
I, I, I was I would they've been like this for a long time. I don't think it's been this bad as it's been now, for the last two years. Usually it's week know, one, but Iowa has shown uh, they have done this um, a couple times. Uh, North Dakota State, um, I, I remember oh, a couple maybe, years ago. Maybe Ferenc should just tell his kid, I'll, I'll call the plays from now on. I, that, that's the problem. You know what, Trace? I love you. You're the brother. But if you're running my offense like shit, <laughs> you, know what? you know what? I, I still love you at Christmas, but you cannot be calling plays for me. No, I, it's just, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I can't believe Iowa still gets their stadium full. Uh, you, you can't score. That's boring. I mean, uh, we, we've been to games where Wisconsin has really struggled to score, and they're awful. Like, it's not fun to go to. No, but it's not it, It's not this. No. Iowa's, Iowa's offense is much worse than Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, and when you're playing an FCS school, you, I understand the, the lack of creativity, but I should be able to just run the ball right down your better throat. athletes than Yeah. You. And and they're not I, and and I mean I so, will say like, so so what type of game are you watching what what type of game, obviously you're taking the sixty three sixty one game over seventy three yeah. right hell yeah but what is more frustrating giving up sixty one points uh-uh. or uh-uh. or scoring, scoring seven points that's, in a game and your defense more, scored four of those that's way more frustrating. Way more frustrating. Yeah, but at any point, can I you be care. like, oh my god, can we just hold them to nope. a field goal? Nope. Nope. Because I I get excited for touchdowns. I don't get excited for defensive stops every time. I get excited for every touchdown. I don't get excited because we hold them to a 3-0. 7-3. Yeah. It's At one point, this game was 5-3. Well, it was 3-3 three three for the longest time. I get that, but three to three is I I can see it. Five not for three quarters. I get it, but five to three is more of an anomaly than three to three. Okay, you could just be Mm -hmm. like, oh, it just wasn't a good day. But five to three, I I was hoping for a five to three final. I was hoping for a six five final. Well, yes. I mean, mean, South Dakota State's a good FCS team. They are. They go. They go up. They go and they play an FBS team. They're probably not expecting to win. But if I'm South Dakota State, I leave today kind of pissed off that we can only score three points. All we had to score was six. I mean, Iowa's a top ten defense. I get it. Or a top fifteen, top twenty defense. I get it. But you can't tell me that you can't get lucky. Uh, the, it's tough to lose a game and you didn't get a touchdown. The, the the other eleven o'clock game that was good today uh, was NC State East Carolina. Uh, NC State is kind of a team that their fans have been saying for a long time we don't get the respect we deserve. Blah 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 blah. Well, you kind of showed today why you don't get the respect. Uh, they were week up, one, week one, week one. They're ranked. Weird things happen. They're week ranked. One. They're ranked thirteen in the country on the road. Uh, at East Carolina, they were up twenty-one to seven. Got the ball inside the East Carolina. Two-yard line twice, didn't score once. They fumbled once, and they turned it over on downs once. Nobody goes into Greenville, South Carolina, and just runs all over the Pirates, okay? Nobody goes in there and just runs all over. Maybe when they were in FCS school. Nobody does it, okay? Uh, NC State, yeah. Uh, they, they end up winning because they, they got... They got bailed out. Yeah, they did. They had a horseshoe up there. Up there. You know what? Uh, East Carolina's <laughs> kicker missed an extra point. To tie the game at 21, so they stayed up 21-20, and then just an absolute yeah, awful kick. And, and this kicker was first team all conference in his conference last year, uh, and then he had another chance with a 48-yard field goal. Pretty much his time expired, and he missed it on that one too. 
So North Carolina State escaped. Um, other than that, didn't really have any other big close games that we need to talk about today. Currently, the beginning. No, currently no. as we speak, uh, Georgia is manhandling Oregon. Uh, Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas is up fourteen to zero on Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's no, Nebraska. Just, Cincinnati's just got a lot to replace yeah, they do. last year. Um, Nebraska, the mighty Cornhuskers, who are supposed to be so much better this year, they are in a lock, deadbolt tie at seven with uh, FCS North Dakota. Yeah, at North Dakota State. Nope, North Dakota, not the not the FCS national champions every year. We're talking just North Dakota. So, you know, Nebraska's going to Nebraska. We'll see if they can find a way to win a close game. Uh, as we said earlier uh, in the episode today, we are going to make our week two picks. We'll talk more about our week one picks in an episode later this week. Uh, just so we can get some more uh, trustworthy lines and stuff yeah. like that so they don't change. If Nebraska loses that game and Scott Frost is fired tomorrow, are we doing a... Urban Meyer's being hired. <laughs> are we doing Urban a... Meyer, Urban Meyer's going to the corner. Are we doing a, 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 a breaking news podcast because Scott Frost has been, been fired? No. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think he deserves... He hasn't gotten to that point it's, yet where... You know, if Nick Saban got fired tomorrow, then maybe... Would, would, that, be the, would that be the earliest firing in in uh, in the season? Like, it, would that he, be... He's got some holes in his pants. You can see oh, it nowhere. He's on the hot seat. Man. Um but yeah, college football, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up later this week. We'll make some picks for next week. Uh, we're going to move on to some NFL and some fantasy football here. since February, some regular season and meaningful football. Uh, last week we went through the Packers schedule. This is a Packers-friendly podcast. Uh, at some point we'll get some other uh, some other voices in here. We have a Vikings fan I know who wants to talk a little football. I promise you it will not be all Vikings, but we'll definitely get him on here. We'll, we'll probably get a couple other guests to talk some football with us. But we went through a Packers uh, preview last week. We're going to go through the rest of the NFL, kind of just brush up on the divisions. We'll uh, pick our division winners and also our wild cards. We'll just talk some football, talk about some teams we think could have a good year. Uh, first off, we will start off, we'll go, we'll start with the NFC North. Uh, this is the NFC North uh, Pro Podcast. Um, so NFC North, the outlook, uh, obviously we have the Packers, the Vikings, the Lions and the Bears in it. Uh, the NFC North, my champion I have is the Green Bay Packers. We talked about them last week. Uh, I think their defense is very underrated. People aren't going to outside of Packer Nation don't understand the, the depth of the defense and uh, how good their secondary is and can be. Uh, and I just think, yes, we don't know exactly who the wide receivers might be, but I think Rodgers just makes everybody better. Uh, so I think the Packers are going to go ahead and win the division. I think it'll be a close battle. We talked about it as well last week with the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Vikings have a good team. I also think they're one of my wild card teams uh, in the NFC. Uh, they have a great trio in Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. And a big trade. 
Yeah, yeah. I, they just acquired Jalen Rager uh, from the Jets. Jets. Uh, Michael's a lot bigger on Rager than I am. No, Eagles. Eagles. Not the Jets. Not We're the thinking Eagles. of Denzel Mims, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jalen Rager from the Eagles. He was, a, he was the pick just before Justin Jefferson a couple years ago in the draft. Uh, Michael's a lot bigger on Rager than I am. I, I'm not a Rager fan. I don't think he'll do much. Michael does. Uh, but yeah, I have the Vikings as the two in this in this uh, division. I think their offense is going to be good, and it's just going to kind of come down to what their defense looks like. Um, I think the Lions. I think the Lions are going to be a little bit better than the Bears this year. The Lions lost a lot of close games last year. They lost one game because of a 63-yard field goal, uh, the longest field goal in NFL history to the Ravens. Uh, I think Dan Campbell's. I think he's building. Something. I think he's building a good culture there. Um, I don't think Goff is the guy to carry them yet, but he's a good filler for right now. Um, DeAndre Swift is a good player. Amon, Bra- Amon Ross St. Brown, whatever his name is. Uh, he's a good player. Quintus Cephas showed some flashes, the former mm-hmm. Badger. Um, TJ Hawkinson's a good player. So they have some weapons. Uh, I think the Lions are, could take a step forward this year, maybe win a couple more of those close games. Uh, and lastly, in the NFC North, I have the Bears uh, taking fourth place. I just There isn't a whole lot to say about the Bears. I don't think they're that good. Um, Khalil Mack isn't there any longer. Uh, Justin Fields just doesn't really have anybody to throw to. And really, running back-wise, uh, th- there's been a lot of talk, and they don't really know who they're going to go with. Uh, David Montgomery has a lot of – he's kind of beat up a little bit from the, the last couple of years, but I just don't think the Bears are a very good football team. So, again, I have two teams coming out of the NFC North, the Packers and the Vikings, followed up uh, third-place Lions and the fourth-place Chicago Bears. Michael, what do you got? I think that's, I think that's exactly it. Um, I feel like – Packers, Vikings are going to be kind of playing for that spot, uh, number one spot, winning the division the whole time. But whoever doesn't win it, I feel like is in um, is in the next uh, wild card spot. Um, and I also agree with Lions. I, I feel like um, I feel like the the Bears are are better on paper. But it just doesn't seem like they're putting it all together. And they have new coach this year, um, which, you know, sometimes new coach, new things come in and, and, it, and it starts to hit home. But I, I do think um, Lions and Bears, but I, I feel like they're going to be uh, the same. I don't see anybody being a, a 2 and 15 type team. I, I think I see more of the 4 and 13, 5 and 12. Uh, for both of those teams. Yeah, I think the Lions have a lot better vibes in uh, just in their locker room than the Bears do at this point. I agree. I agree. Um, anything else with the NFC North you want to talk about? I, I like I said, I think it's I think it's Packers Vikings yeah, two uh, horse race. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, with that we'll, we'll we'll move over to the AFC North here, uh, just right across. Um, the AFC North's an interesting division. Uh, obviously, the Steelers aren't going to be dominating it like they have been for a long time. Ben Roethlisberger is not there. He's uh, no longer there. He retired. Um, they kind of have a, a quarterback question there. With uh, They don't really know if they're going between Pickett, Trubisky, and they say Rudolph's in it, but I think it's between Pickett and Trubisky. Um, Pickett looked good in the preseason. I, I, I don't think it would hurt if they went with him, but I think they're going to end up going with Trubisky. The Either, difficulty is if they go with Pickett... I don't know what it talk, what it says to your fan base. Well, you can't bench him either. Is the problem? You can't. You're gonna lose 
a lot of confidence in him. You say, okay, we if go with you. If you start with him, it, it's right a right. lot. It's a lot safer to go yeah. with Trubisky and then move on. You know, Correct. Trubisky's a veteran. He's not your first Correct. round pick. Um, but anyways, I don't. I don't have the Steelers making the playoffs. I don't have them being a, a, a team who's kind of on the look. I mean, Mike Tomlin's a good coach, but I don't. I don't have them uh, as a team really on the. I think radar. it's just too tough of a division. I mean, you know, the the Browns. Are probably the worst team in the division, but they're, that's only because of their third quarterback, quarterback situation. If Deshaun Watson is there, they, they might win the division. Yeah. Um, the Browns have a good defense. They have just a good sporting cast around the quarterback that should be there, but he's not there. But yeah, I don't I don't know the Browns. It's just gonna be too little, too late for them. You know, you um, got reigning AFC champion uh, Bengals. Yep. Um, I still think the Ravens are the best team. I, I feel like the Bengals last year kind of. Everything went their way, and we're going to learn a lot about the Bengals this year when things don't always go their way, when when things don't always go Burrow's way. Um, we're just going to kind of see. I, I feel like they were they were kind of a luck team a little bit. Not that they weren't a good team. I, they just had some good fortune. Mm-hmm. They fell into some good fortune a lot. It was a good story. It was. So I, I think I've got Ravens coming out of there winning the division. Um, you know, Jackson on, on a is it contract year for him? I believe so. Yeah, and he's kind of betting on himself right now. He's his own agent as well. Yeah. Um, so do you have the Bengals in the wild card spot or no? I I do. I do okay. feel that the Bengals are one of the wild card teams. I think they're going to be fighting it out. Um, but I, I, I do. I, I just think Joe Burrow, um, you know, if, if, if you're not winning the division, I think he's, he's a good enough player to – you know, still keep them in the running for the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I agree. I have both those teams in the playoffs. I have the Bengals winning. I, I think that I think one. I think Burrow's a better quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. and two, I think he has better weapons around him. Um, yeah. the the Ravens were really a, a really hurt team last year. They had a lot of injuries. Um, but the Bengals with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, I, I just think they have a better better weapons to surround Burrow. They've improved their offensive line so much over the last couple of years. I just I don't know who the Ravens who what their who their plan is as in terms of weapons because they still say J.K. Dobbins isn't available. They just signed um was it uh, what's his name was it Michelle did he go there Sonny Michelle Sonny Michelle, Sonny Michelle right he signed with the Ravens I I I'm not I'm not the Ravens just signed somebody but um, I just I, I don't know what the outlook of the Ravens roster is in terms of skill positions as much um, in terms of the Bengals I know I know it's good you know I know I know they have guys who are there to make plays so. Um, let's see what we got for the Ravens here. Skill positions. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I trust Jamar Chase to make, to make plays. In in LA, he's with the Chargers. Okay. They just signed somebody. I can't remember who it was, but either way, the running back position is a question. Um, their wide receivers, still kind of a question mark. They have Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is one of the top tight ends in the league. Um, but in, in terms of weapons, I just I trust the Bengals a lot more, and I, I do expect the Bengals to take a, a step back. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, and I and I don't I, think they're going on a magical run. I but think I think that's, they're better. I think that's better why team. I'm picking the Ravens to win this year because they had such bad luck that I, I feel like if that comes yep. back, and then the 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 luck for the Bengals, comes yeah, and, back, and I think it's going to be. Close. I think it could be a, a coin flip, but the the best receiver that the Ravens have is Rashad Bateman. He's probably their one. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Devin Duvernay as well, but other than that, it's it's not a great receiving core. Um, and running backs, uh, Mike Mike Davis is a guy that they just signed as well. 
that was the guy that they just signed, I believe. But they have J.K. Dobbins list as one, but they're kind of scared, I think, to push him in a full go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I have them as both playoff teams. I think you could flip a coin and you'd be safe, but I th- I, I'm going with the Bengals here. Um, and see, my I and I'm totally understanding where you're coming from. I think I'm going on the coaching side. I'm yep. going with Harbaugh and defense. Yep, yeah, makes sense. Um, so let's go to the NFC East, Michael, if you want to go ahead and give your thoughts on the NFC East. Yeah, so the NFC East... Um, I feel like Cowboys, the NFC East is, is one of the lower uh, divisions, I think you could say. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really going to be interesting in Washington what that defense is like because they were so good two years ago. Last year they struggled. Um, it just didn't make sense why they were struggling as bad as they were. Um, so, obviously, Defense is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, what, you know, what, the, what the change is there. Um, Carson Wentz is the is the quarterback. It's an experiment. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, but I, you know the Giants. Yeah, you're getting Saquon Barkley back. But I mean, I guess you could look at it two ways with Saquon Barkley. He's been injured, so he doesn't have the the, the tread on the tires is still there. But it just I, I I don't. Yeah, he's an electric player. But if you can't get on the field for me, he hasn't played in two years. What, what, um, yeah, what I do you? What are you doing for me? That that's I need I need more I need more from him. I, I don't love their receiving core. Um, I do like the pick of um, I do like the pick of uh, Wondell Robinson. I do like uh, Tony. Yep. Um, Tony to Tony's him. another guy. They just got to keep him on the field. He was hurt for so yeah, much last I, year. So he had I, some big games. I like hurt. the weapons, but then who's throwing to him? Daniel yeah. Jones. I I'm, mean, I, I'm sorry. I love my Dukies, yeah. but. Ooh. He's a quarterback from Duke. Yeah, exactly. It's mm. like, oh, I don't he's, he's a good athlete, but I don't know if he's a good quarterback. Right. Uh, so, Philadelphia, I just, I don't know what they're doing with Hurts. I don't believe in Hurts. I don't love the, the passing game from him. I mean, you get A.J. Brown this year, and everybody's excited about that. But he was, I don't know. In Tennessee, he didn't really wow me at all. Um, I feel like everybody had had him in a higher spot. Was that because Tannehill was throwing it to him? I don't know. I just I feel like the most known about that division is Dallas. Um, you know, Super Bowl winning uh, coach. Don't love McCarthy, but he's he's done it. So I think in that respect, uh, again, we're taking the the least out of everybody because that's the type of division it is. I think you got to go with Cowboys. Um, Eagles, I have in contention for the playoffs, but it's really dependent on how Hurts plays. If Hurts, um, and again, if Hurts' passing game is is one of the what, top 15, top 12, um, offenses, you know, you got Miles Sanders. They have they have weapons there, but I'm just afraid with Hurts that they're putting it all together. So I, I have the Cowboys, I have the Eagles as one of the the fringe, but I, I don't have them in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, I I, I, I will say though this division there is always a surprise division yep. where some things and I feel like this could, could be, be that division. surprise division. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win, 
the division and the Cowboys um, don't make the playoffs. I would not be surprised by that. Yeah, uh, so first off, I agree completely with New York and Washington. I think Washington finishes third. I think New York finishes last, something that they've been used to. Come, come to uh, come to understand the last couple of years, the Giants just aren't a very good football team. They're changing in a lot of their, their front office there. But uh, I, uh, I'm i picking the Eagles to win the division. I, I think the A.J. Brown is a big pickup for them. It's finally a certified receiver. In the two seasons that he's played 14 games, he's had over 1,000 yards oh, and eight touchdowns. I think that's huge for them. Um, another big signing for them that they have, uh, let's see here, it was uh, Hassan Reddick. He, he's a big guy defensively for them. They're, they're putting $30 million in guaranteed money into him. They expect him to play really well. Um, they picked up some, uh, who was it? Uh, another guy right here. Uh, yeah, A.J. Brown, they traded for him. Trace, they just picked up Trey Sermon. I don't know how much that's going to help. They, so they have a running back by committee. They re-signed Fletcher Cox back. Um, but still got Miles Sanders there. Still have Miles Sanders. I... I think the Eagles, I think Jalen Hurts is going to take a step forward this year. I, I think him being a mobile quarterback makes him interesting. He's not your conventional quarterback. He's going to have some gaudy numbers, but I think he's going to get it done. And they lost a lot of close games last year. Mm-hmm. So I think if a couple things kind of go their way, I think that they could win this division. And then the other thing, the Cowboys are banged up. Tyrone Smith is hurt. Um, that, that's a big thing for them. And Michael Gallup's also hurt. They don't have Amari Cooper anymore. So, I mean, everything's going to be in C.D. Lamb's hands. Um, they, the Cowboys do have a good tight end in uh, Dawson Schultz. Um, so, I think the Cowboys make the playoffs. I have them as a wild card team, but I, I'm going to take the Eagles here to win the division. I just I think the Cowboys have been kind of – there hasn't been a back-to-back division winner in the NFC East in a long time. Right. The Cowboys won it last year. I, I think the right. Eagles have the talent. Um, defensively, they're not – you know, they're usually kind of around that middle range. So if they're decent and they their offense kind of figures some things out this year, I think I think they make a change. And, and I, I we're we're kind of saying the same things. Correct. We're, we're you're not. It sounds like you're not surprised if Dallas does win it and Philly's in in contention or vice versa. I said I wouldn't be surprised if Philly won it. So we're kind of in that same spot again. A two team race. I, I feel like a lot of these divisions are a two team race. Yeah. Um. You know, possibly three in the in the AFC North with the. With the Steelers and the, um, you know, the Ravens and the, uh, and the Bengals, but yeah, I, I I think we're kind of on the same page in that regard. I'm I'm a little higher in Andrew Brown than you are, but um, I I think that's going to be a big pickup for them. It's finally a proven guy that they. I, I mean, when's the last time Philly had a proven wide receiver? I, I'm not saying I'm not saying Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to go to Alshon Jeffrey to talk about a proven receiver. I mean, so. To. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was six when he I, I was there. So I this is the it. first time that Philly's had a proven wide receiver in a long time. I'm not that, that, saying that's it's the A.J. Brown aspect of it. I'm worried about the Jalen Hurts aspect. I, I get it. He's, he's unconventional, but I, I, I think he's going to I think he's going to improve this year. I, I really do. And if, if, this if, is his if, third year if starting. If he improves the passing game, if he improves the passing game, I'll put it right down now, Eagles. I, I, I mean, this is his third year starting. It's it usually it, when if quarterbacks when make a jump, out. third year is the year. That's when they figure so it out. I, I, I'm going Eagles. I think the Cowboys make the playoffs as well, but I'm picking the Eagles to win the division. Uh, other end of the spectrum, the AFC East. Uh, obviously, you got the Bills in here. You got the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. Michael, what do you got? 
Well, the Bills, yeah, I just I feel like they're they're too well coached. They've got too much of a of a great quarterback in Josh Allen. They got too good of a defense. They got too many weapons. I I see them. They they got past it last year, winning the division. I see them. Could have won the AFC division. I, right, right. I see them winning the division, uh, no problems. Um, New England um, and and Miami are kind of like my two, three. I feel like they both can be swapped. Uh, I like Mac Jones. Obviously, you got the good coach in Belichick. The defense, the, you know, they're trying to get some weapons for him. Sounds like Devontae Parker's playing really well from Miami. Can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? You know, that that's the one that they, pro- they probably, I mean, they never even had a one with Tom Brady. So uh, Randy Moss. Well, okay, you're right, but um, you're, you're right. You're right. But other than that, other than that, they really haven't had much. No, because they, they like the slot guys. They like the they Edelmans. Do. The, they, they do. They like the Amendola, Wes right. Welker. So that, right. that's who they liked. Um, yeah, I, if you're not picking Buffalo to win this division, I think you're smoking something. I mean, yeah. they, they, are, they are really good. Jets, I, I don't get the Zach Wilson. Uh, it, it just, I don't understand the, the drafting that they do. It's just... They're they're still way too far away for me. Um, you know, can they sneak up and win a game here and there? That, yeah, that's totally fine. I do like what um, I do like Tua in in Miami. I, I do like what what Tua brings to the Tua brings to the table. I think he's a uh, an accurate quarterback. Um, it's weird to me any left-handed quarterback. I feel like they just don't have big arms. Just doesn't um, seem to work out. Yeah, it just it, it well, just, Mike Vick had a big arm. He had a, well, well, he had a big arm, but he was it. he was very inaccurate. So uh, I just chuck it. Yeah, I get that, but I just I don't know. There's something about it. I, I think Miami has has a good coaching staff. Um, I, I do like where Miami is. Uh, they're they're uh, running back Chase Edmonds. I like the pick or yeah, I I like, the, like the pick up, I should say, of him. Um, but for, for me, I think you're going um, Bills, you could put Patriots, Dolphins, 2-3, flop them, you know, either or. I'll probably take Patriots over Dolphins, but they're, they're going to be in that, in that same spot. Do Patriots get in the playoffs? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think those teams are going to beat up on each other a little bit. So I, I don't see them getting in the playoffs. I, I have the Patriots as my last wild card team, man. Um, I think... Uh, I think Mac Jones takes another step forward. They're always going to have good running backs in New England. They do their thing by committee where they keep everybody fresh. And defensively, yes, they lost some players like J.C. Jackson, and um, that was a big loss for them in the secondary. Uh, but, you know, when's the last time New England had, a, had an awful defense? It just right. doesn't happen. They, they figure stuff out. Not under I think, you, you just you don't underbelt. I think all this, this offense looks awful stuff. Who's the offense quarter? I think they're just blowing that out of proportion, and Bill Belichick is just sitting in his office laughing at us all. He mm-hmm. loves it. Mm-hmm. He loves to stir the pot. But I, I, I think the Patriots are going to sneak into the playoffs. I don't think they'll do much. But I, I think this is year two of Mac Jones. I think it's going to go well. Uh, for him, I think he's going to take a step forward. I think they're first round exit of the playoffs, but I do think they get in. Um, I just I trust Belichick and Jones more than uh, Tua. And who, who's the coach in Miami now? Is Flores not the coach anymore in there? No, Flores is a linebackers coach at uh, Pittsburgh. Remember, he sued him. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, either way, I trust Belichick. I trust Mac Jones to. Uh, I trust them a lot more than Miami. So I'm going Miami. 
three, Jets four, the Jets, sorry, the New York teams, uh, New York fans, hopefully your baseball season goes well because your NFL season is not it's going not to go well. They, they might have a great September and October yeah. when it comes to baseball. That's about it. But when it hits November and December, they just get off the train. All right, uh, so moving on, we have the NFC and AFC West. We'll start with the NFC West. Uh, Michael, NFC West, what are we thinking here? Well, you got your reigning uh, Super Bowl champions in the Rams. Um, I, I feel like I feel like it is their their uh, division to lose. Um, Absolutely, could get some pushback from the 49ers. Uh, just did I hear that that Jimmy Garoppolo is their? He is the backup. He's their backup. He's, he's the staying. backup. He's but staying. He's staying. Yeah. He is going to stay. And they've made it clear that he's the backup. But Trey Lance is their guy. I, I, I can very easily see Trey Lance getting hurt uh, on, on some sort of um, on some sort of keeper run this year or just taking a big sack and having to go back to Jimmy. Um, I, I can see it. Uh, the, the two other teams, Arizona, you know, obviously had a great start to the season last year. Now Murray last got two, last two years. Uh, JJ Watt, love JJ Watt, but he can't he's stay old. healthy. Yeah. He's getting old. Um, Kyler Murray, I'm not buying into the. Um, you know, he's a he's a he's a you just he's can't a stay talent. He's, he's a ten. Yeah, he's, he's too tiny. small. I, like I just don't see him putting it in week in and week out, in especially in that difficulty of a division. Um, Seattle's going to be bad. Yeah. Seattle is going to be bad. We don't have to spend much time talking about Seattle. Yeah, Drew Locke is... He's not, he's not starting. Uh, Geno, Geno Smith. They're going to start Geno Smith. Yep. Um, free DK. Free DK, free Lockett. But yeah, but DK just got the... Free him. Just, just got free him. DK won. Re-sign Get him the hell out of there. He just free him. They're, they're tanking for a quarterback exactly. next year. Yep. We, we get it. We understand it. Um... I like I said. I feel like it's Rams. I think Niners, um, due to their coaching staff, their their defense, their running game. Uh, I do see them in the playoffs getting one of the wild cards, but I will take the Rams as, as the division winner. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna take the Rams as well. Obviously, coming off the Super Bowl, I don't think they win the Super Bowl. I don't think they win the NFC this year. Uh, I think there's a lot of questions with Stafford's health. Um, the, the 49ers are an interesting one for me. I picked the Cardinals to get in the playoffs in the final wild card over the 49ers. I think Trey Lance is going to struggle a little bit this year, and then I think there's going to be a lot of questions and all this. So should Garoppolo go in? Should Garoppolo go out? And it's just going to kind of balloon on them. I don't think the 49ers are awful, but I don't think they make the playoffs just because of that. Um, there was all that drama with Debo. So what's he going to be like if he's not getting the touches that he wants? I just I think the 49ers are in a weird spot for a team that was. In the NFC Championship game again last year. I mean, anytime I think you move your quarterback after you've been to an NFC Championship game twice in the last three years, it's kind of interesting to me. So I think there's going to be a lot of talk about that. Uh, and, I mean, the Cardinals snuck in last year. I think they still have some playmakers. Um, I think once DeAndre Hopkins comes back, he'll be they'll be better, But which which honestly could help them because yeah. the Cardinals have struggled down the stretch. you got a fresh DeAndre coming in to end the year. I, yeah, um, I can see it. A.J. Green was solid last year. I mean, wasn't what he was when he was young, but just a solid receiver. Um, they are going to miss Christian Kirk. I do think he was a really good slot receiver, but I, I think the Cardinals could sneak in. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers were better. But It's going to be a competitive three-team division. Yeah. And I think you can possibly get three playoff teams 
from that division, but I ultimately I'm thinking they get just the two. Yeah. Um, and it really depends on when the new Call of Duty team comes out for <laughs> Kyler Murray, because yep. if you look at his stats, he is an awful quarterback after Call of Duty comes out. Do you put it on that? Like, it, there's it, the mat. There's it, it the mat. curse. It could be the Call of Duty curse. It could be the constant roll of ankles, but we'll very well. We'll, could we'll be. see how this could is. Could be his uh, small stature. Very we'll well uh, we'll move on to the. I think we can both agree the most stacked division in football, the AFC West. Uh, the AFC West had a lot of changes this year. Uh, Devontae Adams first going to the Raiders uh, to join Derek Carr. Then you look at the Broncos. They finally get a quarterback. They get Russell Wilson, who just signed a big extension with them. Uh, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and then also the Chargers have reloaded quite a bit. They got Khalil Mack, uh, J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. Um, so, I mean, this division, it's, it, it's the best one in football. In general, I think the AFC is more deeper than the NFC, yeah. but AFC West is the best division of football. Yeah, I think um, for, for me, you you got to knock the Chiefs off. Like for me to to not pick the Chiefs, the Chiefs got to be beat. Yeah, right? I think the Chiefs like, winning the division. I, as well. I, I I do feel like the Chiefs are winning, um, but the Chargers, the Raiders. I want to talk about maybe one of the worst bets I've ever heard from people is that the Raiders are going to win more games than the Buccaneers this year. <laughs> um, That's awful. <laughs> that I just every week in the division is going to be tough. I wouldn't be surprised if. If any of those teams beats the other team. So I think they are going to beat up on each other a little bit. I do not see the Chiefs getting the one seed or anything no. like that no. because it's such a difficult yeah, division. I, I think the AFC is the Bills, the Bills uh, conference, yes. too. Yes, I totally agree. Um, like I said, I think I, I, think I take Chiefs. Um, you know, the Broncos... I, I like the move of Russell Wilson. I mean, hey, shit, you tried it with, with Peyton Manning. You're trying to keep that going. You know, see if you can find lightning in the bottle again there. I I, I like it. Um, you know, the Chargers, uh, I feel like, are a good team. You get one of those healthy bosses out there, and they're just, they are special, special football and like, players. And like I said, if you can keep Khalil Mack healthy, I don't think Khalil Mack oh, is, the, is the force man. that he was when he first no. went to Chicago. But you put, but Khalil one, Mack you is put good. one on one side and put the other on the other. Who the hell are you? Who, who are you double teaming? Yeah. Because, yeah. oh man, no thank you. Um, uh, I, like I said, I, I feel like I feel like I'm going to go Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Browns. Okay. I, uh, I took the Chiefs as well. I mean, like you said, they have Mahomes until they get until taken, you until, until they get taken down. Yeah, until you, you have to pick up one. I, I, that's, um, that's what I want. But I have one other team going to the playoffs from this division. I'm I'm picking the Broncos. I I, I think Russell going there is is going to rejuvenate them. Uh, he's got some weapons in Jerry Judy. Um, what about their defense though? I I I just think that this division is gonna is gonna beat up on each other so much. I don't trust the Raiders. I just I don't, and I don't trust the Chargers yet either. I, I, I trust me. I love Justin Herbert. I think he's an awesome quarterback. I think he's fun to watch. Yeah. I think Russell Wilson's going to go in there and change a lot. Um, who is the Broncos coach now? Do we know? They, they hack it. They it's hack it. Yeah. So even right there, I mean, it, so the offense is going to change quite a bit. Um, they weren't an awful defensive team when Fangio was there. 
Sure. They lost a lot of games just weird ways. He being, well, Fangio your, wasn't good at managing. Yeah, and Fangio wasn't good at managing the clock. But I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Broncos. I think Russell Wilson's gonna change them a lot. We've seen it happen before, like you said with Peyton Manning, where you kind of bring in a veteran quarterback and just change much them better a lot. defense at that um, time. So let's ride, Broncos. <laughs> one of the wild card. Bronco country. Let's, let's ride. ride. Uh, oh, so yeah, we're, we're, did we're, you see, I'm riding that. Did you see they went to Broncos minicamp and had other Bronco players doing the Broncos, Broncos, Broncos country. country. That's right. Yep. <laughs> like they were doing, and then they had Sierra doing it. It was yeah, but it I, was, I it have was the different. Raiders and the Chargers as teams that I could see getting in the playoffs, but I think they're just gonna miss. I just think this division it's too good for more than two teams to get in. I don't I don't think a team gets more than eleven wins. It gets. Ugly. I can see him at eleven. I do not see. I think so. I think the Chiefs could go twelve and five. I do. Oof, it, I mean, it's they lost Tyreek Hill. It's going to be weird. Yeah. But they still have Kelsey. I do like the Juju pick. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. I do and like then, the and then they got MVS for a, if he can stay healthy. They have yeah. MVS for a deep threat. So the Chiefs are going to be good. Um, it, that'll be a fun division. Merkel Hardman. I think he is going to be very good for them. Still, again, um, he's going to be. Michael? Pringle, Pringle? still there. Like they, they have weapons. They have weapons. It's all about their running game and what their defense yeah, can do. Should, should be a fun division for sure. We'll, we'll be very interesting. Every quarterback in the division is, is good. It is a top 15 quarterback, which I don't know if you can say in any other division. I have a question for you. So we're watching the Cincinnati-Arkansas game right now. I find it odd, okay, that Arkansas is the Razorbacks, right? I can see Go Hogs. I could see somebody wearing a hat that just said Hawks. I saw somebody out here wearing a hat that said Pigs. Okay, is a pig a Razorback? Is it part of a hog? And then why, why are you just, it just says I Pigs? Love I love it. it, it literally, you, it, it just says Pigs? You're going to wear a hat that just says Pigs? I love it. That is weird. I love it. I don't know if uh, I can do that. We'll move on here to the last two divisions. Uh, we'll start with, we start with NFC every time. So NFC South. Uh, I, I think this is a pretty straightforward division. It, it's Tom Brady's division with the Buccaneers. It is. Falcons and Panthers are not going to be very good. Um, the Saints are a question mark. The Saints are my other wild card team. See, I have them just missing. It comes a lot down to if Jameis can stay healthy and not I throw agree. the ball to the other team. I agree. And the thing is, the Buccaneers have, have struggled with the Saints. He does want a W. Yeah, yeah. Sure if you've ever seen the famous Jameis... What was that like his pregame yeah, talk pre that he talk. wants a W yeah. and he's starting to eat his fingers? And Chewing on the crab it's, legs. It's it's different. Chewing it's on the odd. crab legs in school. But, uh, I don't know if I want that guy quarterback in my team, but that's why I got him in the playoffs because I well, think Jameis Winston. He kicked the shit out of Packers last year. Michael Thomas coming back? He's supposed to. I I don't know. Why. Alvin Kamara. I still like that team. I, I like Kamara Dennis too. Allen is the um, quarter, or as the coach. coach. Taysom Hill's the new tight end. I don't get the taste of the Yeah, the, the Saints are the question mark this division. It's the Buccaneers division to absolutely take. I think they do take it. Um, we'll move on to the AFC side here. The AFC South is an interesting division. We had a quarterback switch in Indianapolis with Matt Ryan replacing Carson Wentz. Uh, obviously, you have the former number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, in Jacksonville. Ryan Tannehill is still uh, doing Ryan Tannehill things in Tennessee. And then Houston, who the hell... Nobody knows what's going on. So we don't have to touch on Houston. They're going to finish last in this division. Show some love for Davis Mills. No. Show some love for him. Where do you go to college? Stanford. Okay. Show some love for Davis Mills. You take that back right now. I, 
Davis Mills. Davis, Davis, Mills. Davis Mills is fine. It's Lovey Smith who's the problem. I would rather Davis Mills than Jalen Hurts. That's I'm taking it right now. That's you bad. take that to the bank. That's bad. To the bank. That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> um, I, I do like the Matt Ryan going to uh, Indianapolis, obviously pairing him up with Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's got some good receivers out Pittman. there. Yeah, Pittman. I do like Pittman. There's another receiver out there that I... Uh, Alec Pierce is a guy to listen to about the Colts. He, he's a guy that's supposed to be um, kind of an under-the-radar guy. Uh, he's a guy that I've taken late in some fantasy yep. drafts. Um, who else? I mean, T.Y. Hilton's still there. Yeah, <laughs> T.Y. He can never stay healthy, but uh, I, 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 like, I like the Colts winning this division as well. I think Matt Ryan's going to help say as well. I think I'm taking Tennessee. That's stupid. But um, I'm taking Tennessee. I, I, I'm taking the Colts. Uh, I think they were just on the brink last year. They had, you know, oh, Mo Alley Cox is another decent yes. weapon for Matt Ryan. Mo Alley Cox played basketball where? BCU. Very good. Very good. He was a, he was a very – he was that six – Six 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 seven uh, type player. Um, I, feel, I feel like they made some t- a deep tournament run when he was on that team. Uh, Paris Campbell's another receiver. Paris Campbell. That's supposed to be somewhat decent. I still think the Titans win this division. Um, and I feel at some point... I think the, the Ryan Tannehill experiment's going to be done. I, th- I think they go to Malik Willis. Yeah, I, if they I, go to Malik Willis, I don't think they're winning a lot of games. I think they're... I can see it. I think they're done. But I, I think the Colts, they upgraded for sure with a guy who's been to a Super Bowl before. Probably should have won a Super Bowl. Um, but but I, are you taking Matt Ryan over Jalen Hurts? Not for fantasy. Okay. I, I, I mean, we can get into fantasy here real quick. We'll do some pick and stuff like that. But I think with Jonathan Taylor back there, it, not much is, can go wrong. They got Nick Foles sitting on there on the bench ready to go in. Sam Ellinger. Anything would happen. I, <laughs> Sam Elcher. Yeah, we're back. We're back, baby. Uh, David Bakhtiari looked like Dennis Kelly's in Indy now. Um, yeah, Indy's put together a good team. But uh, yeah, with that, I'm gonna take Indy. Uh, so once again, my playoff teams, division winners, and, NFC. And, and who's who's last place? We, we talked about that. Texans. You, okay. You think Jaguars better than Texans? Yeah, I, I think Trevor Lawrence could have a nice year. I do too. I, I think a I lot of too. a and lot of quarterbacks that are those high picks, like Joe Burrow, for example, that second year is yep. kind of year they take off. I think Lawrence could take off. I year. do also feel that an Urban Meyerless yes. Jaguars oh, God, team yes. is good for three well, wins. We, and, and they <laughs> they picked up Christian Kirk, who's a big pickup for them. Um, who who's the running back they get back? What's Clemson? ETM. 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 That's ETM. another good running back. I, I do want to say for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, traded away AJ Brown. Yeah. You know, but they did draft Traylon Burks. Watch nice. out for Traylon Burks. Receivers are hard. Watch. Yeah, but there's nobody else there. That's who you're gonna go to. Watch out for Traylon Burks. I, As we're watching, I don't even. Marcus I don't even. I don't even Watch think he's one, one on Burks. the depth chart there. It doesn't matter who's one on the depth chart. He's gonna get the ball. He's a, he wasn't playing a lot in He's the preseason. A, yeah, it's because they don't want to waste him. No, he was running with the threes, man. <laughs> That's not good. Who watches preseason? I'm it doesn't mean shit he around with the, here. He was running with We're threes. Packer fans. It doesn't mean well, shit Well, Robert Woods here. is a decent wide receiver, so he's listed as a second wide receiver. Yeah, trade on Burks. I don't know. Watch out for him. All right. You guys want to make some money in DK? You know he's going to be cheap at the beginning of it. Yeah. yeah, and when he gets three points week one, you can send your hate mail to Duke Champa one at Yahoo. Hey, 
It is your own money that you're putting out, not mine. All right, so uh, we'll we'll uh, my my playoff picks for the NFC: Packers, Eagles, Buccaneers, Rams, Vikings, Cowboys, Cardinals, AFC: Bengals, Bills, Colts, Chiefs, Ravens, Broncos, Patriots. Okay, NFC: I'm going Packers, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Rams, Vikings, 49ers, Saints. Okay, and then. And then over in the AFC, I'm going Bills, Ravens, Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Colts, Chargers. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, NFL right there. We're going to real quick, we're going to have a really short segment, some fantasy football talk. We both play fantasy. We both play DraftKings, uh, daily fantasy quite a bit. So we'll get into some fantasy football. Michael, first thing, who is, if you had the number one pick in fantasy football, PPR drafts as always, who are you taking? I'm sorry. I, I wasn't listening. Who's your number one pick in fantasy if you have the number one pick? PPR. Oh, PPR? Yeah. I'm going Justin Jefferson. You're taking a wide receiver one. I'm taking a wide receiver one. Okay. Uh, it, it, if I had the first overall pick, I'm I'm juggling between Austin Eckler or Jonathan Taylor. I think I take Eckler just because he's a little bit better of a receiver. I'm, I'm taking wide receiver. Okay. It's a passing um, league. So, right here we're going to go through, uh, we're going to play a little this or that, fantasy football edition. So, Michael, Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray? Both. Do I, do so, I have to pick either? Yeah, you have to pick one of them. Shit. Uh, Jalen Hurts is rated 6 in ESPN PPR fantasy rankings. Uh, Kyler Murray is 5. I feel like Kyler Murray is not as durable as Jalen Hurts. But I still feel like the weapons that he's throwing it to, even without D Hop to start. The even game. without D Hop, I would I would take I would take Murray. I feel like I feel like Murray's a better passer than Hurts. Okay, uh, I, I I'm gonna take Hurts. I, I I think his legs are a big thing in fantasy. I think they're a little bit better. He's like you said, he's more durable than Murray. Um, you say weapons. I like AJ Brown there in Philly. I think that's going to help him a lot. I, I think that Jalen Hurts is going to take a step forward this year, as I said before. So I'm going to take Jalen Hurts. Uh, next one. Aaron, I think you're married to Jalen Hurts, no, and that's why you're he's doing this. He's a good this. fantasy quarterback. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins? Fantasy. Fantasy. This hurts to say. I think I'm going Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like they have a better. Uh, is a better upside to he's got better receivers, right? I mean, we can say that he's got better receivers. I think he's got a worse defense. And so, just to point out here, Aaron Rodgers is ranked nine on PPR. Kirk Cousins is ranked fifteen. Yeah, I think I'm probably. And and as a Packer fan, I feel like they're going to be using. Uh, they're going to be using the running game a lot more this year with Jones and Dylan. Um, and maybe even Patrick Taylor. So I think I'm going with. Uh, I think I'm going with Kirk. Cousins. I think you're gonna see a lot of Aaron Jones in the slot this year. I do. I can see it. Um, I can see it. But yeah, I, I agree. I'm taking Kirk Cousins. I think uh, he just has more weapons around him to throw to. He's gonna have to take more deep shots, stuff like that. He's gonna throw more interceptions, but I think yards wise, yeah. I mean, there's some games where interceptions you see, don't kill you. You, you're, you see games where Rodgers doesn't even get to 200 yards sometimes. Right. Kirk Cousins is always over 200 yards. Now, real life, I'm taking Rodgers without even oh. batting an eye, but oh, fantasy, it's fantasy yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. It's fantasy. Uh, next one, Matthew Stafford, who is ranked. Let's see here. So just wants to load up. Matthew Stafford is currently ranked 12 
in ESPN's rankings, or Trevor Lawrence, who's 16. That's tough. I think I'm going Matthew Stafford because I feel like he's got better targets. Okay. You know, Cooper Cup, I mean, that, that, that's an unstoppable. Yes. Yeah. Um, Best receiver in fantasy. Better um, than Justin I, I feel like McVay, they just they, they open up things better. Now, new coach in Jacksonville, Doug Peterson. Correct. I like it, so I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a better year. I mean, obviously, you know, all joking aside about um, about Urban Meyer, I do think – uh, I do think Doug Peterson is a is a good co- uh, good coach. Um, I, I I do like him, uh, but I, I I believe I am going with uh, Stafford. Okay, I, I I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. I think this is like I said before that second year for the number one overall quarterback when they work out. This is kind of the year where it's a breakout year. He's going to go later in drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, 100. percent he's uh, going to go later. I, I think Stafford. His durability is kind of starting to be a question as he's getting kind of older. He, he took a lot of hits in Detroit for a long time. Um, Trevor Lawrence is a, good, is a good quarterback, but just last year was such a mess. They added some help with him, getting Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne's back. They got Evan Ingram as a tight end target. Um, so I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. Again, it, it's 12 and 16. Mm-hmm. It's probably not a guy that you're going to be starting every single week, but I'm, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Um, so next one, we'll shift here to running backs. Uh, Jonathan Taylor or Austin Eckler? Since you just keep riding my coattails, why don't you tell me what you think first? I Like I said before, my first overall pick, I would take Austin Eckler. I think he's a better receiving back. Um, he plays. He, he's going to play 17 games no matter what. There was times last year where you saw he was hurt, but he, he was still fighting it out. I mean, still just everything he could. He's going to do everything he can to stay healthy. I like watching Jonathan Taylor, but I think they're very different backs. Eckler's more of a – in a PPR league, he's going to score more points. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is decent in the passing game, but he's not, not Austin Eckler. Eckler. No. no. Um, I feel like the huge thing with Jonathan Taylor last year is he really um, – not luck, but he, he had some uh, breakout runs that, you know, he's just got that breakaway speed, but I just don't – I, I don't see those plays happening for him every week like they did, like they seemed to last year. Um, you know, if he can get in the end zone, great. You know, obviously that's the biggest thing. But I, I, I feel points-wise, um, I, I feel like Eckler is is the the better better play. All right, uh, moving to five and six in the in the ESPN running back rankings: Najee Harris or Delvin Cook. I'm taking Delvin. Uh, I think he's just a, he, I mean, Najee Harris is a very good running back. He's younger, doesn't have the wear in his body, but I think with the questions in Pittsburgh with, in terms of quarterback, teams are going to stack the box a little bit. Uh, you know, Delvin Cook, he does miss a couple games here and there a year, it seems like, but there's a little bit more of a passing threat in Minnesota where teams can't just stack the box, so I'm going to go with Delvin Cook, and he's not a bad receiver, um, but Delvin Cook's a more proven guy. I think he's going to get in the end zone a little bit more than he did last year, and if he can stay healthy, I think he's definitely the play. I do think uh, I'm going to go with Najee Harris on this. Um, you kind of point out being younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that youth, especially. Dalton Cook has had a in- knee injury yep. before. Um, so I think Najee Harris, uh, for me, 
um, is is the guy that I would take. Now, again, this is difficult because, like in fantasy, in daily fantasy, it depends how much they cost, yep. who they're playing against. You well, know, there's just there's different PR. yeah, there's different factors. Um, but I think I think I do like Najee Harris's upside, his youth, um, very good out of the passing game. So that is the easiest pass for a quarterback to make, especially if it's Trubisky or uh, Kenny Pickett. Um, so I think I'm going with Najee Harris on this one. Yeah, and again, this is one that's really close. Uh, last one for running backs, we have rated 20 in ESPN Fantasy Rankings, Brees Hall, the rookie out of Iowa State, or 22, Josh Jacobs. I'm going Josh Jacobs. Okay. Um, two things. One, I love Brees Hall at Iowa State. But he hasn't done anything in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So you're going up against a guy. You don't know how he's going to be in the NFL. You know what you're getting out of Josh Jacobs. Um, I think with the fact that um, defenses are now going to have to plan for Waller, Adams, Renfro, that opens up the passing game even more for Jacobs now too. So I like, although I could see the fact that you could look at it the other way and say, He's got so many other targets to throw to him. Now he's not going to be throwing it out in the flat. I can see that, um, but I still think uh, Josh Jacobs. And then the other fact is Brees Hall was used so much in his college career. I don't see him having a long career in the NFL. I'm not saying he's not going to have a, a you know a four or five year decent stint. I just don't see a long term career because he was used so much at Iowa State. See, I'm going to go the other other way. I'm going to take Brees Hall. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs. You say Brees Hall's had such a high workload. Josh Jacobs was that high low workload in the NFL. He came in right away. Gruden gave him the touches right away, so he's at a but big workload. But not in college. Um, Brees Hall is a guy, He, I think at the start of the year, Josh Jacobs is going to be better. But I yeah. think by the end of the year, I think Brees Hall is going to have a better year because he's kind of splitting with Michael Carter right now. I think Brees Hall, by the end of the year, is going to be getting all the touches. He's a good receiving back. Um, the Jets don't have a whole lot of weapons, so they're going to look to him. They're going to give him his touches. Uh, I'm going to take Brees Hall just to, but like I said, I think Josh Jacobs is going to start the year better, but I think Josh Jacobs, with all the usage he's had, he's missed quite a few games here and there, uh, you know, three or four in a season just because he has touched the ball so much, so I'm going to take uh, Brees Hall. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on to wide receivers here, I think we know Michael's answer, but Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? I'm going to go Jefferson. Um, I just feel like... Um, you know, obviously they played together at LSU. Jamar Chase is a is a talent. I don't think you could go wrong with either guy. No, there. I mean, Jefferson's rated two, and ESPN's rated six. Chase is three. You're pretty, I, I, the only way you're getting either of these yeah. two is if you take them in the first round. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. You know, if I take Jefferson, it's not that I don't like Chase. I think I. I think Jefferson's just a. Uh, Jefferson's done it for for two years, and Chase has done it for one. So I like the experience a little bit on on. Jefferson. No, I agree completely, and I think as time goes on here, um, you know, Adam Thielen's getting older. You're going to see more targets keep going towards if Jefferson. If Jamar Chase falls to me, um, I am taking Jamar Chase. Yeah, no, like, for I'm, sure. But I, I took Jefferson as well. I just think he's been so good for, for a couple of years now, and like I said, I think Adam Thielen's slowly going to start falling off as he's getting older. Um, would, Jamar Chase I, still I would, has to share touches with T. Higgins. I would say young guy. If, if, if the argument for Jamar Chase is – the camaraderie that he has with Joe with Burrow. Joe Burrow. But, I mean, it's Jefferson it's, and Cousin. I get it. Him I back. get it. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely taking Jefferson as well. Uh, next one, T. Higgins, who plays with Jamar Chase, uh, or DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers. Um, let's see what we got for rankings here. 
Higgins is ranked at 10. DJ Moore is ranked at 12. I took DJ Moore. I think this year is going to be a big year for DJ Moore. Uh, Michael doesn't like Baker Mayfield, but I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's a superstar. I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's even a star. He's a decent quarterback. He's the best quarterback that DJ Moore's had in his whole time in Carolina. DJ Moore's put up over 1,100 yards every single year he's been there with Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, Taylor Heineke throwing to him. There's no reason he can't do it with Baker Mayfield there. And T. Higgins also has to share touches with Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean, I I totally understand. I think um, I think T. Higgins is the better player, but he is going to have less targets. So DJ Moore is going to have more targets, a worse quarterback throwing it to him, but maybe the actual the number one guy, whereas T. Higgins is not. So in that respect, uh, just on a you know that's that's what I'm being given. I'm taking DJ Moore, but uh, I I don't love Carolina's offense. I don't love Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. Um, it's not or Sam Darnold. It's Baker Mayfield. Darnold's starting the year in the yard. Sam Darnold's not going to start a game this year. If Baker's healthy, it's Baker's team. And when Baker is not healthy or when Baker sucks, well, who does it go to? It, it doesn't matter if Baker sucks. He's going to be the quarterback. It's not going to Sam Darnold. Oh Sam Darnold's starting the year in the IR. No matter what. It, it's I Baker's just, team. I, I don't know. I, I, that's... I know you hate Baker, but I, it's I his team. Hate Sorry. You hate Baker. Baker. Every time you get a chance, you, you hate I don't hate, hate Baker. Baker. He Baker, hates Baker. You are excellent at handing the ball off. No, you like Baker. You're excellent. You like, no, no, no. Your favorite you're, quality of him is his damn commercials. You're, he, he, he's, he, he does have some good commercials. All right. He's Which got probably aren't a thing anymore, unfortunately. He's, he's got some damn good commercials. Go to Carolina. Screw Cleveland State Farm. State Farm? Yep. No, State no, 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 no. Progressive. 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 Sorry. He and wanted to do a commercial packing up his stuff, oh, and he said, no, that would have been great. It would have been. It would have been. Baker, is a, he is a great actor. I will give him that. But as a quarterback, the thing you do best, hand the ball off. All right, our last one wide receivers here, we have coming in ranked in at 18 is Mike Williams, and then 21, DK Metcalf. Uh, I took Mike Williams. Mike Williams came out on the fantasy year on an absolute tear Terry. last year. Uh, he has a great quarterback throwing with throwing to him. The only thing is, is that he's sharing with Keenan Allen. Um, Austin Eckler's going to get a lot of touches, but I'm taking Mike Williams, just the fact that he has a better quarterback throwing to him. 100%. Uh, and, I mean, he was a big big wide receiver coming out of Clemson. He has talent. Still had nine touchdowns last year. He's projected to get those nine touchdowns again. Um, I think DK could get a lot of touchdowns this year, just because he's a big target. But, again, Geno Smith is throwing the ball to him. That's exactly. Now, the aspect of Seattle being terrible and having to throw it all the time, I think I feel gives DK some more opportunities. But um, confidence-wise, in the quarterback, who's going to be throwing to you, I'm taking Mike Williams. Yeah, so that, that was our last wide receiver one. We're going to have one more tight end one, then we'll wrap the show up here. Uh, rank number three is Kyle Pitts of the Falcons, or four, Darren Waller of the Raiders. Michael, I'll let you go first. Ah, uh, yikes. I, again, both are good tight end options. I mean, they these are. are. These are top tight end options. They are. I think I'm going Pitts because there are more weapons in in Oakland, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Las Vegas. But oh, I, I think as a rookie quarterback, 
as as you're going to have in Desmond Ritter. He's not starting. Who are they going to go to? Marcus Mariota starting the year. They're going to go to Mariota. He's starting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I still think Kyle Pitts. Um, I think there's less weapons out I think there. We'll, I think we'll see Ritter at some point. Yes. But Mariota starting the year. Okay. I'm cool. I I'm still taking Pitts. No, I I'm taking Pitts as well. I think it was kind of an anomaly last year. He only had one touchdown, and he's yet to have a touchdown in U.S. soil. He had it in London. Yikes. Uh, so I think Pitts is. I mean, he had over a thousand receiving yards last year. You don't see a lot of tight ends get that, so he's the clear number one guy. Kelvin Ridley's not playing this year. Russell Gage is gone. Is Kelvin Ridley not playing because of his gambling? Because of his gambling stuff, yes. God, but uh, how can you gamble on your own? That's Kyle, so weird. Kyle Pitts is the guy to go with here. I think Darren Waller's had a little bit of uh, injury problems in the last couple of years. Darren Waller's a very good tight end, but with all that, all the new weapons coming in in, in Las Vegas, uh, things are going to be a little bit different. So I'm going to take Kyle Pitts. Uh, and yeah, that'll wrap up our fantasy fantasy talk of the week. Anything else you got, Michael? No, those are the those are the uh, the big aspects. We have a we have a draft tomorrow, tomorrow. five thirty. You guys are gonna be hearing about that draft. We're gonna be talking about our teams. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm and, excited. Like I hate it when it's you know when they have drafts two, three, four weeks in in front of the season. But now, Sunday night, when games are starting oh, Thursday in the week, I love it. I'm, yeah. I'm ready And now. just real quick, a couple, two tight ends I think that you can look out for. Uh, and taking in the back later rounds of drafts as you're starting to end. I like Pat Frymuth out of Pittsburgh, and I like Colt Komet out of, the, out of Chicago. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up the show here. Like I said earlier, we will have a, a picks episode where we talk about our college football picks of this week. Uh, and then also making them for next week, and we'll also make some NFL picks. But I, I apologize, this was so long-winded, but it's on the weekend. We're, we're watching college football right now. You there's got us just, talking there's a lot of, sports. Lot of sports going on. This is this here. is this is. We talked about it. This is one of the uh, biggest times for sports. Everything you know, whether it's baseball is ending, football is starting. There's so much yeah, going we, on. We, we have tennis to talk about. Oh, I mean, we're we going to be talking about tennis very no, much this year. But this is one Lord. of those times. But. Uh, yeah, like I said last time, uh, tell your friends, tell your family, give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, follow us, but uh, let, let's keep building this thing up, and uh, yeah, we will we'll talk to you soon.